was. Should I just hit the intro? Hit it. Hit it. Would you please welcome to the Putting You Over podcast. He currently ranks number 231 on the PWI 500 and number 31 on the BW 500. He is the current Warriors of Wrestling, King of New York, and your BCW Wrestling World Champion, Wrestling's Richest Prize, Mr. Darius Carter! That is one hell of an intro. Phenomenal. It. I hear him. I hear him working. He's working hard. Um, wrestling's richest prize will pop in and join us as soon as. So I mean, he's a bit. I'm sure he's a busy man, Vanessa. You heard those accolades. He did. So uh, when he has the time, we have the time, as they say in the business. Uh, and speaking of of wrestling's richest prize, he is here with us right now. Hopefully, he can hear us. Um, I can hear you if you can hear me. Oh, I can hear you. The smooth sounds of Darius Carter. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing wonderful. Doing divine. Thank you for asking. I heard that uh, that exquisite introduction. Very well done. So thank you uh, for the warm, kind, and generous introduction. Yeah, that was done by our hype man, Ryan, Roma- Ryan Romano on uh, Twitter. He wa- he wants to get into announcing, and um, he's a friend of the show, and I don't know how we got on the topic one day, but I was like, dude, if you want to just record yourself doing intros for our guests, I'll tell you who we're having on all the time, and, and that's how things started, and you know, it's putting people over. No pun intended. You know, let's let's give the guy a voice. That was well done. There was, I mean, he was accentuating the the the, the you know the syllables. He, he he was. You could hear the crescendo in the voice. Well, well done. Well done. He might have a future after all. He might, and he did. He happened to mention uh, your two thirty one ranking in PWI. We'll get to that. But he did mention BWI. I want to say, and. Uh, well, well. Go ahead. I mean, it could be BWO, it could be BCW, BC, yeah. it could be PWI. You know, it, a, a lot of combinations of three letters are uh, talking lot, about Darius Carter. Lot, so a lot of monikers. <laughs> take lot your of, pick. Yeah, a lot of uh, it's not monikers. A lot of uh, acronyms. That's the word. Yes. Acronyms. Yes. Um, but yes, as I said, welcome to the show tonight. Uh, busy, busy Tuesday night for me here, being a sports guy. I don't know about yourself, but um, my Red Sox are on at the moment. So if I happen to break off and cheer, I apologize in advance. Uh, it's you, natural, man. It is what it is. It is what you it know. is. You a sports guy? You you? Uh, not 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 particularly. No, I've uh, I've you know wagered some money uh, <laughs> in 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 sports, yeah. uh, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm more of a stats than players type person so uh, i've kind of had some fun there but yeah no i mean man wrestling is enough when you when you uh watch wrestling as much as i do and and and, and support it and it's kind of in your blood and in your veins you, you don't have time for anything else really like you know other than your 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 other job or whatever's going on yeah. in your life wrestling fills up those uh those 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 patches so it's, it's a little hard to to really keep up with all this oh my gosh it's yeah. impossible we talk about it a lot on here there's 
a ton of wrestling. It's on at least every night of the week uh, in some shape or form. And between that, your shoot job, as you said, I have kids. Vanessa has kids. Um, it's almost impossible to keep up with everything. So we get it. I understand. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, lot to juggle, um, you know, with uh, business marketing. And then you have wrestling. And I mean, it's just kind of like and then, and then you, you feel like you haven't watched enough wrestling, which is the biggest curse of it all is you're watching wrestling and you're, you're studying tape and you're, yeah. you know, rewatching matches and rewinding. And then, you know, you're always wanting to watch more. So, you know, I, I feel like a part of me would feel a little bit guilty if I was watching something else. You're like, how am I watching this when I need to be studying tape or studying a match or rewatching uh, something I did to kind of watch my own footwork to improve. If you can't be in the ring, you know, if you can't be training your body, then you're training your mind. So that's my mentality. I feel like if if I was if I was a wrestler, I would have that same mindset. If I was a wrestler, I probably wouldn't. Well, maybe not the maybe the Red Sox I'd watch, but I wouldn't watch football. I'd probably go back and watch like my first match or something, a match I didn't do well at. I'd probably do a lot of tape. How do you balance? Okay, let me let me see, phrase this correctly. Um, you're watching wrestling, so. How much of it do you watch as like I'm watching tape to get better, and how much do you watch as a fan? I'll watch the stuff live as a as a fan. So maybe like uh, you know the Monday Night Raws and the NXT uh, 2.0, which uh, um, which I'll catch up on. Um, the uh, which was airing tonight now actually, but um, and then uh, SmackDown, and then I'll catch. Um, you know, some of AEW because I was watching all of the um, I was watching the darks. I was a yeah. big uh, dark because I have a lot of people that I know that I'm that I'm familiar with or, or close with or what have you that will appear on dark. So I'll watch the match. You know, I'll watch the matches that they're in. Um, so I was watching that more than I was watching, you know, Dynamite and, and um, Rampage comes on right after SmackDown. So it kind of has that yeah. block. But other than that, it's all you know. It, it's it's tape study. You know, I'm a, even if I'm rewatching a match of mine, it's tape study. I'm not watching it, rewatching it to be like, oh, you know, I had a great match or oh, I did well. I'm like, I'm looking at it and and saying how I could have done better, how I could have stepped better, how I could have moved better, how I could have uh, um, taken advantage of this thing better or that thing. It, it's a constant uh, uh, tug of war with myself mentally, uh, and it's always in a positive place. I've never, you know. Uh, beating myself up per se. Um, but I'm definitely, uh, a perfectionist. Uh, and I think, you know, when you're aiming for perfection, you can, you know, you're looking for that 10 out of 10, that a hundred out of a hundred every time, which you can say is almost impossible, but that keeps you hunger. That, that keeps you hungry. That keeps your hunger in check. Um, so you can never be satiated. You know what I mean? You can never be fully, uh, uh, uh Content. complete or happy with where you are. No, absolutely not. You have to be, uh, continuing to strive for something else. So that's always my mentality is how do I get better from where I'm at right now? Yeah, I, we've said that a lot on this show. Um, going back to watch all your tapes, uh, I occasionally do that with this show because I would rather be told things I don't do well than things I do do well so I can always get better. Um, right. When you come through the curtain, the first person that comes to you, no matter at what promotion – uh, would you rather have them, uh, you know, pat you on the back and, and, 
and uh, give you all your accolades, or would you have them rather have them say, uh, "Look, Darius, this is where uh, you lacked tonight, and this is where you can get better." Yeah, here here's one or two things, or here's this or that from the match that inter- you know that caught my eye, and, and, and you know I wanted to bring to your attention, like that type of thing. I, I you know, if you're taking the time to watch someone's match if you're taking the time to watch my match if you're taking the time to uh to survey uh bell to bell you know that's that's time appreciated you have to respect somebody's time um you know you have to be cognizant of the fact that somebody is taking time when they could be doing anything else they could be gossiping in the locker room they could be you know getting ready warming up they could be talking over the you know the match the fact that you're watching my match if you have something to say i am going to hear it uh, and I, I am going to be interested in it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'll be thinking about it on the way home. I'll be thinking about it maybe the diner afterwards, whatever it is. It's it's going to replay on my mind. You know, it's the same thing when someone says something nice about you and they say, hey, look, I really like this. Now I'm going to go think about the things that you didn't compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to think about the things you didn't say. So you kind of play it on reverse in yourself. You know, it's it's never, you know, you can never think that everything was perfect. And I think that mentality has kept me healthy. It's kept me healthy, you know, in, in – in the world of business has kept me help me kept me healthy in wrestling it's just a very uh positive mindset i feel just constantly creating a hurdle for myself to jump over you know, and, and once i plant my feet okay look for the next thing you know and it, it's fun to me it's exciting you've mentioned the world of business a couple times tonight i usually don't delve into people's shoot jobs i do know that you've hustled Especially when you started, uh, uh, you know, going to classes, uh, going from classes to 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 training or to to work, you know, uh, mm-hmm. working on your craft, back to the dorm, this and that. Um, so obviously, business is your is your shoot job, right? So I went to college for uh, business administration. Ah. Originally, I went for. Uh, for history, I was a big historian. Okay. Uh, funny fact about me is actually like one of the first things I wanted to be, you know, besides a, a wrestler, uh, uh, was a paleontologist. Interesting. Uh, so I, so, <laughs> so I was, I, I was very much into, um, you know, uh, dinosaurs yeah. and very much into, yeah, just into. I was always into history. What came before? What existed? How did we get here? What? Where are we? What does it all mean? Uh, and it all kind of translated or segued into business um, because business is all encompassing. Yep. You know, business is is, is, is a pretty broad uh, subject. When you say, well, you have a business uh, when you went to school for business administration, you could be uh, in a multitude of, uh, of of topics, of fields that you can be be working with. Um, so mine was uh, really a lot, just a lot of business and, and marketing, a lot of advertisement. Um you know, some money here, some money there um, with the market. So it, it, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's just, again, I, my mind is always in motion. My mind is always active and, and it keeps me uh, – the energy is perpetual. I, yeah. I never have to seek outside of myself for energy. It's always just there and I'm always just moving. And when I talk to people about my day, like how we were talking about, you know, before me going to college yeah, and then yeah. going to training, coming back and studying, and then here's a test. I mean, that lifestyle was something that I was just kind of, you know, uh, it's just accustomed to. My mother, uh, you know, was working at a Fortune 500 company, 
you know, with, before she was 19, you know wow. what I mean? So, uh, so it's that type of thing where it was just instilled in me and I've never questioned it. It's made me who I am. And, you know, my hustle is very silent. I don't go out there and, and talk about it. I don't get, go out there and say what I do and this and that. Um, you know, my business is my business and I, I, I do what I have to do to live a life that I feel I deserve to live. And wrestling is a, a, a critical part of that. I couldn't be the person I am without professional wrestling. I, you know, I, just, just doing business wouldn't fulfill me 110%. It does fulfill me in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. And it's great. It's great to have something other than just wrestling. Um, and I say that because it allows you to uh, perceptualize professional wrestling, to really see it for what it is. Um, for the good and the bad, um, it allows you to be aware of your place. If you only have wrestling, if you eat, sleep, and, and breathe wrestling, and I, and I mean that to the point where you have nothing else. A lot of people throw that around, but when you literally have nothing else, it, it's, it's, it's okay, it's got positives, but it has negatives because you're not able to see yourself in the grand scheme, and you can get lost in that. There's so many people. I've seen get lost in that over the 12 years I've been wrestling. They just get caught in the whirlpool of wrestling. You have to have something else. Um, and that's what that is for me. That's what history was before. And then translating to business and starting young and learning uh, kind of tricks of the trade, uh, learning how the, the value of really just saving money and, and reinvesting money, keeping money in a vacuum. And, and it's just, the, and it just keeps growing and growing and it, it's it's nice, you know. It's setting itself up, a life up for myself, you know. When I'm double the yeah. age I am now, yeah. so uh, yeah, I've had always had a future kind of plan. So it's 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 panning. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Man, he sounds like he's got his head on straight. I'm forty something years old, and I am not as wise as that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and I I would believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, the business and marketing and advertising aspect of what you were just talking about can translate well to a wrestler because a wrestler is pretty much their own business. Put it out on social media, market their merch, get their bookings, make a name for themselves, put themselves over. 100%. And what's funny is I don't even have merchandise. Um, so by choice because, right. you know, to, to respect um, – the persona of yeah. uh, the all father and wrestling's richest prize. You know, you, what, what merch am I going to sell that you can buy? You know, I'm going to sell scarves. That burgundy, you can buy. You a burgundy have, scarf. You could sell yeah, that. Yeah, you, can, you can't afford it. You know what I mean? And I, could, <laughs> and I could sit there and flaunt it in front of you during an intermission, but I have better things to do <laughs> than to bring my materials to a table and, 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 and showcase it. it. It's not necessary to get it dirty in the musky air of uh, civilian life. So we, we don't need that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't have merch. So I'm literally just promoting myself and my brands. And when I say my brands, I mean the promotions that I'm wrestling for. So the things like the pro wrestling magic and warriors of wrestling, Paris is bumping, you know, all these promotions, uh, camp leapfrog that I'm continually uh, getting to compete at every time I'm on something like this, it's my obligation to, uh, uh, to get those names underlined, bolded, and italicized because that just makes me uh, bigger. That just makes me better. And those that's what you're supposed to do. You know, you're supposed to 
you know, give back to the places that are giving to you. And, and, and you gotta, you, everything's got to grow. As you grow, they have to grow. You have to make them come up with you. So um, that's, that's the name of the game. It's funny that you said bolded, underlined, and italicized because that's literally what I have for Paris's bumping, pro wrestling magic, and Camp Leapfrog. They're they're all bolded and underlined. Um, and a lot of that happened for you during this pandemic. There's been silver linings in this pandemic. It's been shitty. Don't get me wrong, but you had some debuts in the pandemic, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Camp Leapfrog was one of them. That yeah. was a uh, Christmas chaos, uh, Christmas trios, I should say, um, where uh, I debuted against blank. Uh, mm. So that was <laughs> that was, a, was one of those Christmas stream Christmas themed street fights. Uh, getting excited thinking about it. And uh, that was that was a, it was a good time. There were there was coal. There were there was a ladder, uh, a lot of different unique ways to utilize that. That's on IWTV as well. So, yeah. and that's another thing. I mean, I was able to uh, boost the eyes on myself because I did uh, come into IWTV, uh, leading to me having my own special, which is the Carter Clause, yes. um, presented by Pro Wrestling Magic, which is literally uh, discussing and, and reiterating my entire reign as Dark Arts Champion, 230 days. Uh, with defenses against the likes of Eric Corvus, against Erica Lee, who's the heavyweight champion now, Billy Dixon, who I've had a feud oh. of the year with, uh, a contender in, in PWI, and a match of the year for 2020. So, you know, th- these are the things that, again, you have to keep moving forward and count your successes, but, you know, don't, don't, don't hang your hat on them. You know, you have to keep rolling. And I've been able to make a good amount of debuts. I've raised my prominence in other promotions. Warriors of Wrestling, I was the world heavyweight champion carrying that company. Carrying it. Through the pandemic. Yep. Literally, every single month, they were one of the only places that was really running through the whole pandemic. And every month, I was there defending that championship, getting matches on YouTube, getting uh, subscriptions on the YouTube channel, adding viewership, putting eyes on the brand. Uh, so th- that's, you know, it, was, it wasn't even a second thought. I mean, I, I knew what I had to do for them and for myself. So it's all paid off with this to where we are now, to where it's like people are just coming back. Some wrestlers are just coming back into the game. And it's like, well, you yeah. know, by hook or by crook, you know, you've been out, I've been in. And it, it's nice to, to see my name rising literally up the proverbial ladder. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean – if we want to talk about uh, the you know the PWI 500, I think in 2020 you were 330. I think this year you're 231, uh, and you are you're you're continuous continuously rising. Um, but I want to go back to to something we talked about with the merch. How you don't have any because uh, you're a heel. If nobody's ever seen you, you're just a nasty little heel little well <laughs> true That's i know good, what you're saying good point um, yeah. um and it's an you want to say something else you want to say nasty <laughs> little something else it's... but for the sake of censorship and for the sake of uh acquaintances you know i you, not on the first not on the first time no next time next time we have you on <laughs> i'll curse at you but you give me that old school heel feel like old school rest like i'm i'm an older gentleman 
Uh, I grew up with Roddy, the Roddy Pipers in the world. Uh, Bobby Heaton, my favorite heel of all time, first of all. Uh, you give me that vibe. Do you enjoy being a heel? Stupid question, Thank right? Thank you. Oh, uh, there's, I mean, there's nothing else that I want to be. I, I grew up on Ric Flair, who was, oh, you know, my favorite. Dirtiest uh, player in the game. Wrestler. Yeah, and I, and I love, listen, wrestling, you know, it's not like one particular person hooked me into wrestling. I just fell in love with the, the sport of wrestling um, So from a young age. So the first time I saw it, it was like, all right, that was it. And Ric Flair was, you know, was my guy. And I just loved everything about Flair because he had it all and he told you about it. Uh, and when he wasn't telling you about it, he was telling you about it, you know, and, I, and yeah. I mean, in terms of his appearance, in terms of how he wrestled, the man was a champion through and through. He wasn't just coming out in a robe and then getting into the ring and just punching and kicking and, you know, that's yeah. it. Like everything from the time he walked out to that curtain to the time he walked back, everything was Ric Flair from the way he wrestled to the way he would respond to being hit to the, the jaw jacking with the crowd, everything, everything. So that's really what I, I, I fell in love with. So people like Ric Flair, people like Nick Bockwinkle, as mm -hmm. I would study him and come to know about him and the class that he brought uh, to AWA and the way he wrestled again, sophisticated but vicious. Uh, I, I always loved that in every walk of life, whether it's wrestling, whether it's a, it's a, a TV show, a movie, a comic. I always fall in love with those those types of characters that are able to maintain uh, class and sophistication, but also have this deep rooted brutality to them. Um, and that, there's a lot of psychology to that. And, and that's where, you know, so there was flair and then other wrestlers kind of helped create that metamorphosis um, like a Nick Bockwinkle. Um, like a William Regal, uh, when he oh, was, God. even when he was Stephen William Regal, you know, Stephen Regal, a Lord Regal, uh, William Regal, wrestling in Japan, you know, those matches uh, that he was. I mean, that's the best part about a guy, uh, someone like Regal, is he had so many different points in his career that you could watch. You could watch, you could watch the the early '90s. You could watch the mid '90s in WCW. You could watch uh, uh, Regal down the road in 2006 if you wanted to. Uh, in 2008, I mean. There's so many different points. Um, so I draw a lot of inspiration from those dastardly psychological pinpoint accuracy type personas. I was, I've always been drawn to that. Do we need more psychology in today's wrestling? You need a hundred percent more. You need a hundred percent more. There's never enough psychology. There's never enough. Uh, you can never, be you can never wrestle a match that's that's too good. There's just no such thing as it's too good. It's like it's you 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 can be. That's what I mean when I say a hundred percent because the psychology comes down to your movement, to every little thing you do, to how you whip a person, to Irish whip I should say, to yeah. how you approach a person, to how you walk. You know, you could look back at your walk and be like, oh, you know what, I I could have I could have done something a little better with how I approached him. I could have done something a little better with how I exited the ring on that. It, it, little things like that. It's not just about, oh, how I did a suplex or how I did a move. It's maybe about how emotion, maybe it's a taunt, something that I could have done or something I could do next time. Oh, you know what? I could have gone on that turnbuckle because that turnbuckle on that side of the ring, there were uh, a certain group of fans that I could have targeted, you know, instead of going this route. I mean, there's all... Uh, there's always rewind-worthy material. Um, 
So that's, I mean, that, that's, that's very important. It's very important to have a basis and to know what you're looking to do out there, to know what you're looking to accomplish. You're not just wrestling the opponent. You're, you're working with an entire crowd. You have a referee that's there that you can utilize. You have a, a wrestling ring that is a weapon unto itself. Yeah. You have so many variables. Uh, and I think kind of that authenticity of putting it all together, that's the psychology. That's the psychology of wrestling. It's, it's, Everything, the entrance to the to the match, to the post match, it's all psychology. Every part, it never stops. So, it, it, how can you how can you be too good at that? How can you be? You can't. You can't. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this heel psychology stuff uh in a little bit, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on the fact that you you've uh, created. Some factions, some some very monumental, uh, change worthy factions in your twelve uh, year career. I guess that's still going. One of them, the Crusade for Change stable, uh, mm-hmm. and then this most recent one. Is it true that the Better Business Bureau sent you a cease and desist? They absolutely did. Oh <laughs> they absolutely did. They sent it to me. They sent it to. Uh, Last words on sports because they yep. had published an article that <laughs> night. Because uh, oh I mean, the the, uh, the Cassandro Cup was Cassandro. trending yep. worldwide. Yes, it was. You know, it was trending up to you know up to like twenty one. Um, and in the world, uh, I actually believe it hit a little lower. I think it hit eighteen at, at one point. So either way, it was trending around the world, and uh, and we were able to you know that article came out that night, yep. and it was you know. Uh, the Better Business Bureau, and they got the cease and desist. <laughs> they had to redact it and change it. I got, I have it still sitting there. That's I'm going to frame it on my wall. Um, a literal cease and desist, and they were a little uh, smarmy about it too. It was like, oh, imitation is a is a sincere form of flattery, yeah. but you know, if you don't take this down, I mean, it was they 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 were uh, being a little funny, and they really came for me. So um, you know, we had to change it from the Better Business Bureau. Um, to the best business bureau, um, which I mean, it is what it is. You know, you can fight something like that, but it's the best business bureau. What are you gonna? It's the BBB. What are you gonna do? The BBB. So, uh, it's like, all right, let's just change it from better, you know, from better to best. And usually, we just do BBB anyway. What it, what it is, what it is. People know what it is. People know the yeah. group. When you see myself, when you see uh, uh, Shay McCoy, when you see. Uh, Killian McMurphy, you see Eel O'Neill and you see Jordan Blade in the same room. And then Felicia, you see there, maybe Dust is hanging around. I mean, BBB is the most colorful stable, uh, the most dynamic stable. We are all uh, bringing something different to the table. We are vicious. We are known for being brutal. We are known for hitting hard. We are known for getting the job done. So... It's amazing how many stables I've led, and it's just kind of like I'm always creating or molding something. But uh, that's the game. I think you're a leader. I think you're a leader. I'm the leader for all of them. I am a leader. I'm I'm a leader. People will say a puppet master. People will say uh, a conqueror. People will say a lot of things, and 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 it's true. <laughs> uh, I want to get to your in ring work for a second. First of all, if nobody's seen you, just look them up on YouTube. Skip past all those NBA Darius Carter stuff because that guy didn't really pan out. And uh, you, my friend, have. So y- you'll find them. There- there's great stuff. 
But your intergender matches is what attracted me because uh, in a, just saying intergender because it, it, it's wrestling. Let, let's right. be straight. It's wrestling. Right, right, uh, right. But you've gone up against the likes of a, like a Mercedes Martinez. Uh, I think um, Sue Young, maybe? Sue Is Young, well? yep, yep, yep. Uh, the queen of the North. Yeah, queen. Um, what about intergender? What about wrestling uh, women? is is intriguing what's funny you know about intergender matches or um mixed matches or whatever right. you'd like to call them um I, it just they just kind of happen um you know I, I i'm one of those people that just wants to wrestle the best wrestler in the world right? i just want to wrestle people who are great uh people um with with status people with ability um and a lot of them are women. I mean, listen, Mercedes yeah, Martinez is one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, no matter which gender you 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 want to yeah. dig into, no matter which uh, pot you want to put your hand in, you know, when we're talking about professional wrestling, professional wrestling is all things. It is all encompassing. And Mercedes Martinez is better than <laughs> as many men as she is better than women. So I don't want to get in the ring with her. <laughs> and she and listen, she can take a hit tougher than a lot of, of men that wrestled. So, so what are we talking about? You know, Mercedes Martinez, uh, Kimberly is incredibly tough. Sue Young, Holiday, uh, Soraya Knight, oh uh, yeah. women Legend. I've yeah, women I've competed against and had. You know, I, I feel they're very strong, not just strong matches, but I mean matches that I'll always remember because, uh, you know, we we were going in there and we were putting putting the work on each other. I mean, it was like it was like, it was competitive. It was. It's fun. It's exhilarating. Um, so it to me again, it doesn't matter what gender you are. I think it just so happens that you know I'll get put in there against a woman just because I don't maybe because I don't uh, loosen up on them. I don't treat them any lesser. I think visually it's a nice aesthetic, I guess, to watch me kicking someone in the face, particularly <laughs> a girl. Um, but you know, men are getting it the same way. I'm beating up men the same way I'm beating up women. You know, I'm beating up. All genders. I'm beating up uh, he, him, she, yeah. her, they, they them. them. Yeah, take everyone's them all. Getting it. Everyone. It, everyone's getting it. Whatever you want to, whatever you would like to be known as, you're still bowing at the feet of Mr. Darius Carter. My my boots are indiscriminate. I was to just gonna say. Yeah, I was just gonna and say. You don't discriminate. Take wow. them all out. Um, I I just something popped in my head when you were saying this. Uh. I heard you on another podcast, dear friend of ours, Tristan Law. You mentioned uh, having the same match with different people. Uh, let me paraphrase. Having the same match with different people is kind of useless. You said uh, you want to have different matches with different people. I think that's the gist of what I took away from that. Um, you want to elaborate on that? I think it was great. I think that was a great point. Yeah, I mean, listen, we all have our moves. We all have signature mm-hmm. things that uh, we're known for. Yep. You know, when you think when you think Mr. Darius Carter, you know, if you're really you're catching up with my work, you're going to think Yakuza Kick. Um, you're going to think, okay, the Royal Sweep, which is the, the finisher, of course. You're going to think maybe a sleeper hold. Okay, he's going to do some submissions. He's going to stomp. He's going to double stomp. He's going to do some, some rough stuff, okay? Um, 
But your matches are based on who you're facing and you're based on your your energies off of that person. How does Darius Carter interact with a Billy Dixon? That can be very different than how I interact with an Erica Lee versus how I interact with uh, Everett Cross at Pro Wrestling Magic. I mean, every match is different because there are different stories. The story is not the same. Uh, and I think sometimes people get caught up in playing the hits or they get caught up in making sure they get this move in or that move in because that's what the fans want. Really, it's what you want. You know, mm -hmm. you want to get your thing in and you want to get in and get out. Um, and to me, that's I approach every match differently. I'm sure I have certain things that I may want to do, but once you get out there and once you're in front of the crowd, that might not happen. You know, yeah. it's all about how it feels. And that's I like to feel my way through matches. I like to um, I like to feed off of the natural energies of the match. I think that's where I thrive. I thrive in realistic environments. I thrive in um, I thrive in situations that you're kind of pressed to make a move. I thrive in that. I thrive in in close quarters. So if we're coming in close, I know I'm going to go for something on you. I know I'm going to try and go behind you. I know I'm going to try and, and, and single leg you, double leg you. I mean, this is just the nature of it. And that resonates to the crowd. The crowd is like, oh, look, this is this is real. I mean, yeah, he really, he's he really, going for he really went to go. Yeah, he went to go take this guy down. He didn't just. He didn't just go to lock up with everybody. He didn't just start every match off with a collar elbow tie-up. He didn't just start every match off with a sequence. You know, this match, Carter did this. This yeah. match, he did that. Why? Well, maybe it's because he knows how that person would respond. It, it's all, again, psychology. It's yeah. all worth thinking about. Yeah, definitely. We talked about that earlier, psychology. And, that's, and I think that placates into how every one of your matches is different because – the atmosphere, the venue, the opponent, the fans, it, it's all different every single match. For sure. You know, there are some matches where you don't get the Yakuza kick. Yeah. There are some matches where you don't get the drop kick that I have, which uh, can be considered uh, best in the business, you know. Best in the business. Among, at least among the best. I mean, you know, come on. But um, the vertical leap, the extension, the connection, just, uh, that's for Phenomenal. MMA. Oh, oh. But I mean, you're not getting that in every match. You know, if you get a, if I have a great move and I do it in every match, I'm kind of watering it down. Right. I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's I'm taking the importance away from it. The royal sweep is my finisher, but I don't win every match with it. Sometimes I got to get you with the sleeper because that's all I can get. I can't get the royal sweep, or maybe I don't. Maybe the sleeper is the better move. Maybe I hit you with the yakuza and you act, you're knocked out. You don't kick out. Uh, I mean. You know, it's not every match is going to end the same, and you can't think like that. Sometimes you're going to win with something else, and you have to be ready to win. You have to do the move with the intent of winning. Um, so that's that's my mentality, and I think that's, again, why my matches do feel different. I think that's why it's hard to say, oh, well, we know how Darius is, but I'm, I'm, it's like it's like people kind of know with me, but I'm also unpredictable. So I, I, I can see why it's so hard for people to read me. Because on one hand, you think you know exactly what you're going to get. I have the old school appearance, yeah. the traditional trunks, you know, the DC on the side. You're thinking, oh, we're going to get collar elbows. We're going to get headlock takeovers. We're going to get, you know, we're going to get maybe an eye poke. But then I put my hands on you, and then it's like, oh. Oh, shit. Like, oh, this guy's twisting me. This yeah. guy's twisting me around. He's He's got my arm over my neck. And what? Now, like, what's now, going on? Right, exactly. Oh, shit. That's the oh, shit right. moment. Yeah. I didn't see this coming. Yeah, and it's and whose fault is it for not seeing it coming? If you didn't tape study, what do you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah, their fault, not yours. 
Right. For sure. <laughs> and now you got to watch different matches because you can't just watch two matches of mine and get me. You got to watch several. And even then, uh, there might be a move that I didn't do so I can pull it out on. You could watch seven matches and I do something in the eighth. I mean, it's not all the same. It's not all relative. It's based on who I'm facing, the size of the person I'm facing, the mentality of the match. These are all things that matter. <laughs> Phenomenal stuff. Um, before I have one last thing that I'd be, I, I had written down and we've skirted around it. I'm going to bring it up and then I'm going to give you the mic and you can put yourself over and we can have a lot of fun. But um, we talked about your heel work. Uh, we mentioned you got no merch. What would we sell? A scarf. Uh, you talked about flattery or imitation is, is the best form of flattery or something to that nature. Did Alberto Del Rio and MJF steal your gimmick? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, listen, I can't really say much about – I can't say anything about Alberto because it's true. who knows if that was his idea, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could have been an idea that was thrust upon That is him. a good point. That is a good you point. You know, same thing, with, same thing with Ted DiBiase. I mean, Million Dollar Man will tell you, and I was yep. a big, big fan of uh, – of the million dollar man. In fact, the Royal sweep, some of that's a tribute because I used the Cobra clutch um, into a, a front sweep, a forward sweep. I always saw the Cobra clutch as a bit of a wealthy maneuver. And that's really because of Ted. Um, You know, I I remember seeing Ted beat up, uh, you know, the carpenters, the job guys, and he would (laughs) put them all in. He would do a lot of that. And I think people forget that Ted would, you know, Ted was okay in the main event, but when, when he wasn't, he would come out there, beat a guy down, put a, put some money in his mouth and be out. And it it was something about his, him beating people down versus other people. That was, that was different. Right. Okay. You could see, you could see earthquake do it. And I'm not putting, taking away from those guys, but it was a different type of beat down when Ted did it. It was arrogant. It was staunch. And then he would, you know, and then he'd shove it down your throat. Literally, he would literally shove it yep. down your throat that he beat you. Um, so, you know, you got to draw inspiration uh, uh, from uh, from from there, there has to be something that you're, you're drawing your uh, energies from and you have to be able to convert it. Uh, and I always thought that was important. I always thought that um, the attention to detail, I always thought that that was Critical. I feel like I might be getting a little off. I forgot what the question was. No, you're right. Uh, I'll I'll lead back into the question. But yeah, you do give me a Ted DiBiase vibe for for real when you brought it up. Because uh, I just picture you in like a three minute squash match where you're like, this person is below me, uh, and I'm gonna put him down, and and people are gonna know it as opposed to a, a John Tenta an earthquake squash match. Um, but my question was, and we talked oh, about yeah, that's right. we talked about Del Rio. So now right. I'll just say MJF. Oh. I mean, he's a prick, so he probably <laughs> did steal your gimmick. Oh man, listen, because um, who knows <laughs> who knows who's watching or saying? Let me just put it like this: uh, people that know me, right, and people that know him, okay, know what it is. They know what the situation is, okay? I had to, I've always been kind of reinventing myself because that's just the way that I am. When I first started, I was wrestling in a suit. Okay. I would I would yep. literally come out with the suit with a with the full suit on. I would take the jacket off or the blazer. I would take the shirt, and I was just wrestling in suit pants with a belt and wrestling <laughs> boots and knee pads underneath. 
Um, so that was my style. And then eventually I would transition to trunks and then, but I was still, I would transition into the scarf as well. So I'd have the scarf on top, take that all off. Here's the suit, right? Yeah. Eventually that would segue to me wearing trunks. I had the scarf with beyond wrestling in 2012, you know, 2011 going into 13 where the crusade for change would eventually yeah. come about. So I was doing a lot of things before a lot of people. Um, and that's, I mean, it's, it's, that's, and, and I guess it does bring it full circle, David Letterman effect to yeah. imitation is the sincerest form of flattery because man, I listen, people know, man, and I don't have to sit here and say it, but people know that I've been bitten. I've been imitated. People have taken things. I'm not the, listen, I'm not saying I'm the first guy to come out in a suit with a scarf, but I put it together in a way that was recognizable. Correct. I put it to, together in a way that people were like, oh man, that's, that's Darius Carter. Here he comes, you know, and people would, would be fans with signs about the scarf and wanting to grab my scarf. I'd walk by the fans and they'd try to, you know, if they, if they dared, you know, maybe like a little kid and then, you know, you scare him a little bit, but that was all part of the presentation. Um, you know, and when I met, uh, MJF, which I do believe was at uh BCW, uh, and we had like a, a, a five-way match. It was me, him, uh, Grim Reefer. And this match was actually very, very fun. It was very, very good. Uh, in my opinion, it was good, at the, especially for the time. Hippie Dicky Moon, uh, Habib from the car wash from WrestlePro. Yep. So we all had that match. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't wearing the scarf then. He came out with the shades. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, when you, people see something good and they're going to, you know, they're going to emulate mm-hmm. it. Uh, they're going to take their version of it. Um, it's kind of what wrestling is. We all are kind of emulating in some way, but we have to make it our own, right? You have to take something. If I'm going to watch Ric Flair, if I'm going to watch Nick Bockwinkle, if I'm going to watch Regal, if I'm going to watch DiBiase, like you said, you can see them in me. Right. But you still see you can define Darius Carter right. as very different from each of those people. Even Flair, it's different because I have a different viciousness than Flair. You know what I mean? So these are the type of things that, not to take away from him, but I'm just saying it, there's different aspects of personas and you have to make it yours. Has everybody made it theirs? I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but what can I say? I mean, so, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not, I don't have a contract. I'm not uh, on TV. Um, there could be reasons for that. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, all I know is I have to be me and I have to, stay true to myself as I have all the success that I've accrued, the PWIs back to back from 337 to 231, the BW500 to be in the black excellence list by Righteous Reg, which is a tremendous honor uh, to come in, to be ranked anywhere near the top of the world when I didn't have anybody to take me there. I didn't have uh, a best friend to call that could get me uh to the next level i don't have it's not that i don't have good relationships i do but i don't you know i i don't uh, you know i don't have that kind of fire escape like that i have to climb i have to dig and i like it that way i i i like it that way i like the way the meat and potatoes get yours because they can't take it from you when you build a, a career of excellence and a career of experience when you build uh, a career of winning titles everywhere you go. I'm not sitting here writing this out, telling, hey, look, I'm only going to wrestle for you if you give me a title. That's not what it is. Everywhere I'm going, promoters see me, 
I'm I wrestle for your show. Next thing you know, I'm in a championship picture. I'm a champion. I have stables just about everywhere I go because I'm doing what I need to do. I'm playing my part. People see that and they're like, well, let's augment that. Let's add to that. Let's let's take this thing and run with it because I'm giving you something that's palatable. I'm giving you something that is very uh, uh, simple to digest. You understand it. Your fans understand it. And it's easy reason for you to want to to check back in. So, I, I mean, I said it today, man. It's like I just that platform is just once it's there, whichever platform it is, I just need that something, that camera light to see it. And I really do believe that the rest will be magic. And whether I get, you know, how I get there, yeah. we'll see. Awesome. You know? That's great. And I can see it. I can see you're going to get that platform. I can feel it. I can literally feel it through this webcam. I can feel it. And I, uh, I can't it is, wait. It's real. Yeah. And, and I'll go out. And I'll be the one that says it. If there was no Darius Carter, there would be no... MJF as we see him now. I'll I'll be the one to say it. So anyways. It is is what it is. I got it. You gotta give back to the business, right? Hey, right? (laughs) Exactly. When we get MJF on, he he's gonna say I'm gonna say, who inspired your character? You know he's gonna tell me? Mr. Darius Carter. (laughs) And if he doesn't tell me that. I will play him back this segment. Facts. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're nearing the end of the show. You, you've been a pleasure to have on, and you've been so great to talk to. Although you're a nasty heel, um, I enjoy heels, so I maybe that's why we relate so well. Uh, I have a, a plethora of notes I did not get to, so our door is open for you to come back on. And I have failed. So when I give you the mic and you put yourself over, let us know also what you have coming up, uh, where we can see you in the ring. We've been plugging your links of uh, your Twitter, your Instagram, and stuff like that. But at the end of every show, I'm going to give the guests the mic. And I'm not going to interrupt. The floor is yours. You can say whatever you want. Well, I mean, let's do business, okay? Uh, Mr. Darius Carter, that's twitter.com slash Mr. Darius Carter, Instagram slash Mr. Darius Carter, Facebook slash Mr. Darius Carter, fan page is uh, slash wrestling's richest prize. Uh, you know, so you can take a look at that. I have the rest of my year is looking wonderful. There are some debuts that are coming up, um, that I can't say just yet, but um, we have uh, the 5th of November, which is going to be Catalyst Wrestling, uh, the real deal. So you can see me there uh, um, in New Jersey uh, for the Brass Ring Invitational. So I'll be bringing that back. Uh, And then November 13th and 14th will be Pro Wrestling Magic. On the 13th, I'm wrestling Masha Slamovich. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) And then the 14th is going to be a match to be named. Uh, Also, actually, the 13th is a double shot because I'll have Pro Wrestling Magic and then Warriors of Wrestling. Um, so I'm going to wrestle Masha Slamovich uh, on the 13th, and then I'm wrestling Vita Von Starr oh, uh, at Warriors of Wrestling, and she's uh, of Ring of Honor uh, acclaimed. So that's going to be uh, two back-to-back. There you have it. Two back-to-back uh, intergender or mixed matches. Uh, again, it is what it is, uh, and I look forward to both of those because I, I, I know both women are, are very tough. 
Um, yeah. So I'm very excited for that. Um, and, and then the 20th uh, of November, uh, Invictus. I'll be debuting for Invictus Pro. Um, so we'll see what match. They just have put out the flyer, and that's been enough for now. So um, a lot of things coming there. December as well with We Are Wrestling, December 10th. So you just stay, pay attention to the Twitter page, the Instagram. I'm always posting. I'm always uh, putting up my dates. Uh, that is my merchandise, my nice. my wrestling dates. <laughs> that's yeah. that's my merch. Yeah. Um, so um, so that's all going to be going on. Listen, uh, this business is a beautiful, uh, uh, disgusting, <laughs> uh, uh, ravenous, rewarding business. There's a lot of tr- there, there, there's some things this biz- that you get out of this business you can't get anywhere else. Uh, that outweighs all the cons. Uh, you know, you can just do what you want to me. You can try and, and, and cut me down. You can try and cut me out. But I always find my way in. I'm always uh, the one. I'm he who remains. I always make it he to the remains. end. So, uh, you know, I have to keep on hustling. Uh, I will make it to uh, that land, wherever that land is. But I'm not in a rush to do that. I'm, I'm keeping my grass well watered. Uh, I'm glad and I'm proud of my progress. I'm glad to be on IWTV really. And I'm more of an IWTV regular. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to uh, have my own special. Uh, how many people could say they have their own individual professional wrestling special on IWTV, literally just match after match after match uh, of you. Um, so, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, even just taking it in as I say it, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, you have to keep on moving and you have to want more for yourself uh, never settle. Always realize that there's a, a better version of yourself and you're the one that can create it. So this is what this is all about. It's all about being the best Darius Carter and all about getting in front of the eyes that I need to be in front of to then propel myself to where I need to be. And that's where you'll see the real chatter start. That's where you'll see all the uh, urchins that were hiding come out and try and congratulate you and say, oh, yeah, know, that's going to be fun. But yeah. in all seriousness, you um you know, stay committed to your craft, love what you do, have something outside of wrestling so that you can have a good vision of what this business is. And uh, listen, if you need something, and chances are you do, if you need the all-father, if you need wrestling's richest prize, the technical tormentor, a champion all over, all over, all over, Paris's bumping champion, the inaugural Paris's bumping champion, was the Dark Arts champion for 230 days, BCW World Heavyweight Champion for 1,076 days. Everywhere I go, I get it done. So what are you waiting for? (laughs) Darius, thank you for giving us your time. You've been phenomenal. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very, very grateful. Have a great night. You as well. And uh, the go-away line. The go-away line, right? Again, yeah. I don't have merch, so I got to plug Go something, ahead. right? The time for change is now. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. That's great.